You are listening to the Ingenious Podcast, where God's word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by the Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. Have your way with us. Have your way with us. We ask that let the stirrings and awakenings unto the abounding life be activated. Let angels of stirrings be activated. Let anointings for activations, awakenings, and stirrings be activated. Even in the name of Jesus, the Son of God, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. All right, so we're not going to really waste much time. Today we have a lot to do. And today in particular, I sense that the Lord really doesn't want us to do much talking and he really wants us to get working we've talked about so many things for the past 20 days and i do want you to know that every topic that we have treated has not been by the uh, creation of man everything has been by the inspiration of the spirit my wife will tell you that Sometimes I even struggle. I, I, yes, I'm there and I don't, I don't know what it is that we are going to do. But every time he comes up and he shows up, and that is why I know that today he's going to show up. Today we are talking about stirrings and awakening to the abounding life. And I just want to touch on it briefly. What is the abounding life? When I talk about the abounding life, literally when we look at the test, from the Gospel of John, he says that he came that we might have life more abounding. And uh, anybody that has heard that scripture will tell you that they, they, they know that it's the life called the Zoe life. But the more I thought about it, the Holy Spirit said that this life that he wants to introduce us to the abounding life is in, in two branches. The first branch is called the business of life. And the second one is called the effulgence of eternal life. The business of life. And the other one is called the effulgence of eternal life. Now, we are going to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 39 to 45. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 39 to 45. Because I don't want to paraphrase. Um, please, let's be quick. If you can post it for me. So that I can read um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 39 to 45. Now, the book of 1 Corinthians itself is talking about the resurrection and the life after the resurrection. Then you have to also understand that it is also talking about the afterlife itself. And the Corinthian church is, is having a debate as to the kind of body we will use to enter into eternity. And the Apostle Paul picks up the discourse after talking about so many things. He picks up the discourse in this session and sees that all flesh is not the same. But there is one kind of the flesh of men. That is what I want you to understand. There is what we call the flesh of men. But there is also another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies. And bodies terrestrial but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another 
there is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars for one star differs from another star in glory let's continue let's continue so also so also is the resurrection of the dead it is sown in corruption and it is raised in incorruption it is sown in dishonor it is raised in glory it is sown in weakness it is raised in power it is sown a natural body it is raised a spiritual body there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body now this is where the crust of the matter is and so it is written the first man adam was a living soul the last adam is a life is a quickening spirit and other versions we put it a life-giving spirit how how be it that was not first which is spiritual uh, when you read the esb it says that it is not the spiritual that is first it is not the spiritual that is first but that which is natural and afterward that which is spiritual so if i'm talking to you about the abounding life i want you to understand that it is not the spiritual life that comes first it is the natural life so after the natural life then the spiritual then you realize that it says that it gives us the source of the first and the second president he says that the first man is of the earth earthy the second man is from heaven and so as the earthy such are they that are earthy and as the heavenly such are they that are heavenly i said to 49 so um as we have borne the image of the earthy we shall also bear the image of the heavenly now what are we saying what we are saying is very simple the business of life has to do with you paying attention to your natural life and your natural life can only be orderly if you have discipline there are a lot of people that are undisciplined in their life and because of this undiscipline a lot of disaster comes to them and they attribute the disasters that are happening in their life to demons but people of god the truth of the matter is that the natural comes first if you wake up in the morning and you don't bath and you haven't bathed for seven days and you go out there to interact with people everybody will naturally shun from you it is not a demon you just don't like bathing you stink <laughs> and so you have to by nature and by the wisdom of the discipline of the natural life learn to conduct yourself in an orderly manner this is what is lacking in the life of a lot of believers proverbs chapter 10 verse 17 talks about this issue and proverbs 10 17 says this it says that whoever heeds instruction is on the path to life but he will reject proof, reproof, leads others astray. The other, uh, other versions will say that whoever keeps discipline or learns discipline is on his way to life. 
And that is why somebody cannot be a Christian. By reason of their learning the natural discipline, they will excel and do better than somebody who is spiritual. So we come to the business world and we see a lot of people who are common according to the reference of God. They are profane in the sight of God. They, they, they don't have any allegiance to the heavenly kingdom. But because they have paid attention to that which is first, which is the natural life, they do better than the believer. We have believers that are sleeping 12 hours a day, yet we have unbelievers that sleep 4 hours a day. We have believers that are waiting for somebody to change their lives. We have unbelievers that are going out there to change their lives. The natural is first. So the glory of the natural body is that if we will learn the disciplines of life, we will do well. We will, we will have a step into the life promised. You, we talk about God bringing you money. But yet you are sitting in the house every day and, and, and you are doing nothing. If God has called you to even a prayer life, if you don't keep that discipline of praying every day, your provision and your supply will not come. So I want you to know that the natural life, it's all the, it's, it is the first principle. It is the first thing you should pay attention to. And a lot of people are not paying attention to that which is first. You see, nobody is born a born-again believer. You will be born as a natural man first, before you will come into the knowledge of Christ. And so when we come into the knowledge of Christ, after we have been born natural, if you have been able to learn the discipline of the natural life, what happens is this. And I'm going to use the life of Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul, the Bible says, when we started reading the book of Galatians chapter 1 verse 10, it tells us that he was advancing more than his peers. Why? Because he said that he was zealous for the traditions of his fathers. So it means that while somebody is spending one hour learning, he is spending five hours learning. While somebody is spending one hour praying, he is spending 10 hours praying. Why? Because whatever trajectory that has, he has set himself on, he wants to be the best in that path. We listen to people and say, oh wow, this man is learned. Oh, this, this person is... If you look at, look at models, let's look at models. These people who live such mundane lives, they are so slim. They are so slim. And why are they so slim? It's because they are keeping a discipline. They are counting calories. They are counting fats. They, 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 are, they are starving themselves. Why? Because they don't want to grow to a certain weight. They are checking their weight every morning. If they are putting on weight, they are going on a diet. You are a Christian. The Bible says that we are, God says that we are, we are supposed to live in good health. You know that fat is bad for you, but you are always eating fat. And it is clogging your veins. It is causing the blood within you not to flow as it should. And you want to attribute that problem to a demon. It is not a demon. 
it is you not keeping your natural discipline you are not paying attention to that which is natural if this is poison and the bible says that if you drink poison you will not die does it mean you should go and drink poison no not at all so the natural is first and after we have come into the knowledge of god after we have learned the discipline that is why i am encouraging you if you don't like reading whatever you do to my, my wife doesn't like reading he calls me his her bible reference <laughs> anytime i'm buying a book he said i'm buying me a book with more pictures <laughs> but you see how can you be a christian that is going to advance in the knowledge of god because this morning one of my favorite pastors he, he always sends me words of meditation and this morning he sent me something and it blessed my heart because it is a reminder from the book of peter and you see in the first epistle of peter the apostle draws our attention to the fact that the peace of christ comes through the most he says that may grace and peace be multiplied to you according to the knowledge of christ so it means that grace and peace the peace of god and the grace of god that will manifest in your life has been tied to your knowledge of god so assuming that you are spending 10 minutes with your bible every day what kind of peace can you have what kind of grace can you operate in So now that we have come into that knowledge, the Bible says that now we have been crucified with Christ. And now that we have been crucified with Christ, then the glory of the spiritual body begins to take effect. Now when we have been raised with that celestial body, now I am I know that for this contest I do I do acknowledge and please I am I do acknowledge that what I am saying it is not in context because this celestial body in reference is talking about the body after the afterlife after we die the body we will take on but there is also a spiritual body that we don't it is called the body of the new man so the bible says in the book of Ephesians put off the old man and put on the new man that is the new requirement that is the new spiritual body and this this spiritual body what is supposed to do is that it's supposed to enhance the discipline of the natural life so that so that for instance a medical doctor who has gone to school and has practiced 15 years, has done all his specialties, can come and stand by a body, right? And we'll know that this is the esophagus, this is the kidney. If, if I want to open up the body, this is how I should do it. But there is, there is a man who said, there's a man who said, I've forgotten a black man who was finally given a, a doctorate after so many years in Howard University in America. And he's a pioneer of heart surgery. He never went to school. But you see, what people don't know is that that man was a believer. There is another black man. Today, because we Africans, I would like to use black example. There is another black man who has over 200 patents 
in how to use ground nuts in Katia. 200 patents and they asked him you are so brilliant how do you do this I'm, I'm not brilliant i know i'm not brilliant i know i'm not intelligent anytime i dream because that man is also a believer and he prays a lot and his love for granite you see he developed the discipline of growing granite so he is a farmer by profession he, he, he has been cultivating granite and he was always asking himself, what more can I do with this? And he began to take his love for the natural discipline into the spirit. And the more he interrogated that matter, the more the spirit of the Lord opened up the use. So he would dream and what he would see is, he would see people using granite to do. He would come back and he would just write it. He would just write it. He will go to the patent office and put, he is worth over $300 million because every pharmaceutical company in the world that you can think of is using five or ten of his products. They are paying royalties. Daniel Hill Williams, the, yes. So you see, we, we, are, we, are, we are talking about a realm where Christians are not lazy. We have too many lazy people expecting to become millionaires by some supernatural act that the angel of the Lord will appear and somebody will just dump fire. If they give you $20 million right now with this undiscipline, you will be poor in one year again. You will waste every resource that God has given you. And that is why this afternoon we are talking not just about just being a, a, a spiritual person that are seeing visions. You see, there were people in the days of Elijah that saw visions. The Bible says that God told Elijah that it is time for you to go home. I'm going to say this, then we are going to start praying. He said, I'm going to take you home. The Bible says that he, he went to the school of the prophet at Bethel. And do you know what he said? Elisha, come. Do you know that the Lord is going to take your, your master away today? He said, I know. But he came there. He ate with them. He drank with them. None of them had the wisdom to say that before you go, speak a blessing over my life. There is something about you, about your ministry, about your anointing, that I know that if it comes upon me, I will not just be an ordinary person in this school of prophets. They saw visions. They heard God. Elisha also saw and heard. But he had wisdom. What was that wisdom? It was from his natural life. He has developed a discipline of inquiry. Pressing for more. Desiring increase. Looking for strategies to increase. What was the last time you read about how, how, how to become a better husband, how to become a better friend, how to become a, a, a better whatever it is that you do. When was the last time you read something concerning your field of career? When was the last time? This afternoon, there is a river that is flowing and it is called the river of life. And this river, wheresoever it enters, it brings life. But the Lord is saying that we, he, you see, he, he, the, the heaven is tired of 
blessing people who cannot do anything with the blessing the lord blesses us and he gives us money he gives us influence there is a reverend minister we are talking about in the parliament of ghana there are about two reverend ministers if you go to the parliament of ghana there is a christian fellowship there yet they cannot pass a bill they cannot pass a bill that says that we don't agree to homosexuality <laughs> elders some of them are church elders church executives they have no understanding of the kingdom so even though god has blessed them heaven regrets putting them there this afternoon we are about to pray it's a prophetic service this is just an exhortation to let you know that stop blaming the devil for your misfortune pay attention to your natural life the natural is first be mindful of the business of this life because when you get the business of this life which is the natural discipline in order you are on your way to the path to life and after that the effulgence of the eternal life will begin to manifest in you what people do and they get results of 10 and 20 when you do you get results of thousands and tens of thousands because you see you are bringing the spiritual element how did jesus know how to multiply bread how did jesus how was he able to walk on the waters it was because of a discipline he had he prayed when's the last time you did all night by yourself <laughs> jesus did all night by himself throughout his life and if if we're using the garden of gethsemane as a standard you'll see that jesus never prayed for less than three hours in his life and he said we should do more god bless you for listening maranatha the lord comes